Good morning. Welcome to Grace Point Virtual Church. We are so glad that you are here. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and uh, open up to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We're going to cover verses 12 through 22. Um, it's, it, we, we are skipping ahead. So if you've been paying attention, uh, we, we skipped over First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. We will cover that next week. And the reason that we're doing it next week is I thought, um, just in sort of mixing up things, you know, normally with uh, this week and Thanksgiving, what we normally do is the Sunday before Thanksgiving, we have our Thanksgiving celebration. And so in light of COVID, we didn't do that. I'm, you know, s- sad about that. It's one of my favorite events. I always look forward to getting everybody in here. Uh, and just celebrating and giving thanks to God for what he's done for us. Um, but this year we couldn't do that. So what I decided to do is, is to have a, since it's Thanksgiving weekend now, so on Thursday was Thanksgiving, I hope you had a blessed Thanksgiving. And, uh, I, I just thought that today we would, we would focus our singing and focus the message on, on gratitude and, and when I look at verses 12 through 22, there is the message of gratitude within the passage, a whole lot of things. And so I thought today that I would have more of a, um, just a time of uh, working through the passage, giving thanks, and, and focusing on sort of that thread within this passage. We'll look, we'll look at the whole thing. My aim is to, to be uh, devotional in nature. So let's pray. And then we'll look at our passage. Father, we do thank you. Uh, God, you are so good to us, Lord. This has been a, a, a year of, of strain and concern. And, and so, Lord, it's uh, refined many things in us. It's, focused, it's forced us to sort of focus on you and to, to truly give thanks and to appreciate the little things in life. And so we are so thankful for your, uh, your gift of salvation to us. We thank you for your provision, how you care for us day by day. Father, we pray uh, that you would help us to truly be a grateful uh, people, that we would give thanks to you, that we would uh, just look for the little things. And I do believe that as we give thanks, it's the the antidote of discouragement, it's the antidote of um, just bitterness. Um, So many things that, that we can be unhappy about could just simply be fixed if we look around and we thank you for each little thing uh, that's in our lives and around us. And so we, we come to this time appreciative uh, that we can study your word, that we have this relationship with you. We thank you for our church family. We pray that you would lead us as we work quickly through this text. Uh, and it's in Christ's good name that I pray. All right, so First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you, and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction, and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another, and for all people. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. 
Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And Father, we do thank you for this passage. We ask that you would lead us, that your spirit would illuminate the meaning of your word, and that we would ultimately uh, draw closer to you. May our lives uh, carry out the instructions that are found in these verses. We love you, Father. We praise you. And it's in Christ's good name we pray. Amen. Okay, so there's a uh, there's there's a lot here. It's it's like a proverb where you could really spend a lot of time. You could sort of take one little, uh, each little nugget out of here and and focus on it. Um, it's very simple. It's straightforward. We just have to do what it says. That's the hard part. Um, in in the core of it, very right there in verse eighteen, and everything give thanks. And I think that sort of. Uh, that is one of the key things within this passage, and I think that all of what is expressed in this passage sort of boils down to gratitude. I feel like it's perfect for this weekend uh, as we, you know, we're still stuffed from Thanksgiving, hopefully, and uh, just it, it, it's a time for us to remind ourselves that we as followers of Christ are to be just a grateful people. And so I want to just quickly work through this uh, devotional in nature. I keep saying quickly because I'm trying to keep it in my mind that this is supposed to be devotional. I want to have a shorter message today uh, for the live service. I want to give opportunities for people to to share publicly what they are grateful for and to give thanks to God in a, in a, in a real public way. Uh, for those of you that are watching online, I would encourage you when this is over, just amongst your family or who you're with, just have a time to go around and and to, to to name things that you're you're thankful for. You can play the thankful game, which we play sometimes in our home, where you go through the alphabet and you just sort of work through the alphabet and you give thanks for each letter. So if, you know, A, I always say I'm super thankful for Anne. I have a wonderful wife. Uh, B, I you know thankful for the boys in our house. Like I and you just sort of work through the alphabet and and it's a it's a good exercise to uh force you to think through uh things around you that you're thankful for and really there is a ton that we have to be thankful for but let's look at uh uh verse 12 i left i said verse 2 i'm like i hope i didn't have the wrong but I just, I, I chopped off the, the one there. So in verse 12, he says, But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction, and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. And so here there's, a, there's two commands. Um, the, the command to the church there in Thessalonians, Paul says to them that they are to appreciate um, those who diligently labor among them, and that they esteem them, the same group of people, very highly in love uh, because of their work. And so uh, really this is sort of aimed at the the, the pastoral team that, that was groomed and raised up in Thessalonica. Um, it's instruction for the, the church at large that um, you're you know, it's kind of awkward for me. Like here, I am giving you instruction, like reading this, and and so like if Grace Point is your church, um, the, the, to the to the pastor that's here is me, and 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 
And so it, it talks about having an appreciation and, and gra- gratitude sort of uh, for the person who has the responsibility of bringing the word. Now, there's an instruction to those um, who are watching this, whatever church you go to. I'm assuming that if you're watching this, you're a part of Grace Point Church. And so um, what I want to say in this, this, this is a, a wonderful opportunity for me just to share from my heart to say thank you. Um, I truly, as a pastor, I feel loved here at this church. Um, my, my family feels loved here. I love that my kids are just kids here. They're not held to some um, higher standard as the pastor's kids. Uh, they are just kids, a part of this body. I feel like I'm a part of this body that, um, that, that many of you are my, my, my friends and that I love you all as family and that here I am, a part of our church, I have the role as a pastor, I have the privilege of the responsibility of, of laboring uh, in bringing the Word of God to each of you uh, week after week, and so it, it's just a real joy. You know, I, it's hard to believe that I'm coming up on 14 years here for me and my family, and I, I do feel deeply uh, grateful. 2020 was obviously, especially going back to March, was a really scary time not knowing, um, you know, how we would hold up as a, as a, as a congregation, um, like ev- everybody, um, we, you know, we concerns about our livelihood. I have a responsibility as a, as a pastor, but I also, my, I have a responsibility as, as a father, as a husband to provide for my family. And so, you know, what would, um, would I be able to, to provide for my family, uh, like would, would my salary still be here going through this year? It was a it was a very unnerving time, and so I would say that. So when I read, so that you esteem them very highly in love. Um, my family is very cared for. Um, we we have not missed a paycheck. We have not missed our budget, and so I'm just deeply grateful um, for you all as, as a church family and, and really caring for me that, um, that, that, that we live well. And I, and I'm grateful for that. Um, I, I can speak on behalf of Melanie that she also is taken care of very well. And so we do feel loved and esteemed and, and we sense that your appreciation and it's, it's mutual. And so I'm just deeply, deeply blessed and so on this Thanksgiving weekend, I just, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank each of you uh, for the emotional and, and support and just caring for the well-being of myself and my family, uh, for the staff here. Uh, we, are, we are deeply uh, grateful to each of you. I, really, my words are inadequate. Uh, I, I, I'm in awe of all of you and just deeply, deeply grateful. He goes on to say, uh, live at peace with one another. I'm grateful that we are not a church that is filled with um, spats and arguments and division. This has been a year where there's a lot of different convictions about how things could go. And so I'm, I'm just very grateful uh, for our body that, that uh, you, you know, you, you may, not everybody thinks alike, and, but everybody loves one another. And, and really seeing how we navigated the coronavirus in unity and love, uh, really at peace with one another. It's not something that every church has. And so I'm deeply 
grateful that we are a church that lives at peace with one another. And my prayer is that we would continue uh, to guard the peace within our church family. He says, we urge you, brethren. And so it begins a section. There's going to be eight requests, sort of rapid fire. They don't need a whole lot of explanation. Uh, The first is to admonish the unruly. And so this is sort of a a, a command or an instruction that you see that uh, for the church, they're uh, we're in a covenant relationship with one another, and we're to hold each other accountable within love, not judgment. That, uh, that, so if somebody's act, acting unbecoming, that there's a, a Christian responsibility to, to confront the individual. I, again, um, I've only had to do this a few times in my ministry, that I had to confront somebody for being unruly. Uh, but, I'm, but, but it's really a sign of, of love, like from a father to a child or mother to a child, this is... Uh, within the body of Christ, that we care for one another in this way. He goes on to say, number two, to encourage the, the faint-hearted, that, that you know, life can be discouraging. Uh, we, you know, we joke about 2020, but re- re- really, uh, this world is fallen, and there's pain and sorrow and agony in this world. And so we, as brothers and sisters in Christ, here at Grace Point Church, within our body, our responsibility that we have, and we do really well, I believe, is that we do to strive to encourage one another. Um, it goes on to, to help the weak, that we are to look out for one another, that we, that we really practically love and care for one another. There's always room for improvement. Uh, but I, uh, my, my prayer is that we would continue to, to grow in this area, that we would continue to do well in this area, uh, that we would truly encourage those that are discouraged, that we would be helpful to those who are weak as we go about our lives, that we would, he says, number four, to be patient with everyone. This is the fruit of the Spirit, as, you know, love, joy, uh, peace, patience, kindness. This whole idea of long-suffering is what patience is, is that we, um, we, would, we would bear with one another, then not grow frustrated and, and just... In love, we would be patient. We would allow the Spirit of God to work within each other's lives. Verse 15, he goes into the fifth, uh, fifth command. He says, see that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and all people. And so this is just the command to, to pursue goodness, to, to not repay evil for evil, to, to turn the cheek, to live you know, the Sermon on the Mount, I think of the, the Beatitudes and Jesus' teaching that, um, that this is just love manifested, not just within the body of Christ, but beyond the body of Christ, and that we really, truly um, per- pursue goodness in all things. Um, 16, simple, but also kind of difficult. Uh, number six here is to rejoice always. And what does that, what does that mean? So simply, it's a it's an inner joy that exists from keeping our eyes on Jesus. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that everything's always happy-go-lucky and that, that we're just jolly all the time. That, that, that you, can ex- you can rejoice in the midst of great suffering and sorrow and agony. I really liked what Charles Swindoll had to say on, on uh, this point. He says, I can't think of anything more contagious and more appealing to those outside the Christian faith than genuine joy. This doesn't mean that you need to be a cheerleader, a clown, or a stand-up comedian. And it doesn't mean that you go through life like 
Every day is a scene from the sound of music. I love that one. Rejoicing in, a, in the biblical sense means praising God for the small things as well as the big things. It means facing even the toughest days with optimism, not because you've got everything under control, but because God does. It finds the beams of light in the midst of dark and in the midst of a dark and dreary world. I, I thought that was just a wonderful explanation of joy. This is sort of a, a, a rootedness or a groundedness in the hope that we have in Christ. It doesn't mean that in this life everything is going well, but when things are falling apart and we are in the midst of him, it is a supernatural experience to feel the joy of the Lord in the midst of difficult times. It's also, we, when, when things are going wonderful, the, the joy that we feel in those moments is also great. Verse 17, he goes on to say, number seven, the seventh thing, pray without ceasing. This, this is a command that God wants us to communicate as we go about our lives. As I'm talking to you now, I, I have a running conversation going with God, like, Lord, help me as I'm speaking. Lord, help me to smile and to really deliver your word in a way that's pleasing to you, that we can go about life and interact with people and be nurturing the relationship with God sort of in our subconscious, I don't know if subconscious, but in our conscience just underneath the surface, we're not public, like we're not speaking. But it's this relationship. God wants us to interact with him through prayer, through, uh, uh, through in everything, giving thanks. So if you're struggling with what to pray for, if you just go about and give God thanks, like be grateful people. Uh, if you're struggling to, to talk to God in prayer, just go about your day and just say, thank you, God, for all of this. Lord, I thank you. Like, I'm just, thank you for the, the shirt I have on my back. Thank you for the shoes. I, I heard uh, the air conditioner kick on, and it's like, oh, thank you, God, that we have, you know, heating and cooling. Thank you, God, that we have water. Thank you, God, that we have this technology that I'm able to communicate with the flock through, uh, really through social media and, and videos. This is a, a crazy thought if you think about it. If you were to go back 100 years and say that, we would be able to communicate this way. It would be unheard of. We can go, you should be able to go on and on just thanking God and being grateful. This is the whole purpose of thanksgiving. We need, as followers of Christ, to be grateful people. He goes on in verse 19. Don't quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And so here he says, it's to, um, within this, I think what he's calling us to do is to be a student of the word of God, that we would, we would examine things carefully, that we would examine things through the lens of God. And I, I do think when Romans 12, 1 talks about the, the renewing of our mind, that we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind and not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our mind. That as we take the word of God in, the word of God begins to shape us. And then we sort of look through this, the lens of our, our eyes and our hearts at this world uh, differently. And we examine things carefully. We don't necessarily look at things for as they appear, but, but really as, as God sees them. Uh, where again, he says again, hold fast to that which is good, abstain from evil, avoid all forms of evil, cling to what is good, uh, seek to be pleasing to God. 
at the at the heart of this, we're 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 concluding. We're at twenty minutes. We're wrapping up here. I told you it would be short. I held true to my word this time. That when I look at this, when I look at Thanksgiving, the first and foremost thing is God has been so good to us, right? Amen. Like like I pray that that genuinely from the core of who you are, you could look at your life with all of the good, with the warts, with everything that, that's bad that's happened in your own life and say, you know what, God has been really good to me in the midst of everything. Uh, we have so much to be thankful to God for. And at, when we're at church, when we're live, uh, this is where I'm going to open up the floor for people to share. And so as I close us in prayer, uh, I, I just ask you guys, uh, whoever you're with, that you would take some time uh, practicing giving thanks to God to say, I thank God for this. And, and just spend some time. And, and notice how it changes your disposition. As you give thanks, your, your continence lifts. And, and uh, God really does a work in our hearts as we practice gratitude. So with that, let's pray. Father, we do thank you and praise you for this day. We thank you for your word. We, uh, we are grateful, Lord, for all that you've done. I thank you for my church family. I thank you for everyone at Grace Point Church. As, as the beginning, beginning of this passage talks about uh, uh, how, they are, how believers are to treat those that, um, that, that work in this capacity, Lord, how they're supposed to treat them. I feel so loved. I do feel appreciated. I feel um, respected in the work that I do here in, in laboring uh, for this flock. And so, Lord, I do thank you for my church family. I, I thank you, Lord, for being so good to each one of us. I pray, Father, that you would help us as a congregation to, to live out these truths. And it's in Christ's good name we pray. Amen. All right, well, I hope you all have a wonderful week. I look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. Have a great week.